Okay, welcome back to Bordesell. I'm Jim. Today I'm joined with... Hi, I'm Kai. You've already heard of me before. <laughs> with that laugh, hi, I'm Dan. Um, probably a different Dan that you've maybe not heard before. Um, yeah. Nope, this is the first of either Dan appearance. Oh, so I'm the first Dan? Yes. Ooh. That's all the greatest Dan. Suck it, Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> this just proves my dominance as the, the better Dan. Doesn't it? Oh, jeez. All right. Yes, anyway, I want to thank you guys. For, I want to thank you guys for joining me. You're welcome. And the very first thing I have to say, which I've already told Kai I'm bringing up, is Kai was just and is still finishing doing makeup for an audio-only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? She might be recording face cam on her own. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... you'll see this on her YouTube later. Screaming <laughs> <laughs> this. Who knows? I'm not. But... It, it's just going to be her pacing back and forth in her place, talking on the phone. <laughs> just two disembodied voices one Brit, one American <laughs> yeah and as you guys can also hear clearly by the accents I'm, over, I'm outnumbered by the Brits again huzzah but as Kai knows from listening to Hamilton relentlessly it doesn't matter because the Americans still win even when we're outnumbered and outgunned <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but she only knows Hamilton because she hates it though Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah, she, she oh. hates that play completely. Yeah, number, it's the worst. Number one Hamilton hater. <laughs> that and Dear Evan Hansen. They're just, she just doesn't know why they're even out anymore. Just, just she hates musicals. She hates theatre. She hates the arts. Like She hates K-pop. <laughs> she doesn't read. Just whatever. It's okay. Dan just goes in his room and masturbates by himself, so... Whoa, 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 hold on. Where, where, A, where's the evidence? Because there isn't any. We don't want to see the blisters in your hand. Dan, I don't think we want to see the evidence, mate. It's a good point, actually, and I'm going to shut up next. <laughs> don't worry, guys. He, he, he only goes through four boxes of tissues a, a week. That's my uh. nose. Is that what you call your dick now? Your nose? It also makes bird noises like Gavin Free, apparently. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so what's up in Britannia today? It's fucking warm. Yeah, it's unusually hot for Britain. Um... Yeah, it's called summer. <laughs> yeah, that, that would do it, yeah. I was watching a movie the other day, and it was sort of like one of those movies where like a British person, like chick flick, goes to live in England for a while and finds romance, whatever. And um, bullshit. But carry on. She used a um, <laughs> she used a statistic of apparently it rains two hundred days out of a year in England, and I was like, I would not be surprised if that were to be true. So what? There's one hundred and sixty-five days of either rain or some other natural phenomenon. Wait, so. Sorry. Yeah, it's either snow, thunder, cloud. Snow, snow thunder, <laughs> cloud, wind, raining cats and dogs, general death. See, if I remember correctly, New York, we, where I live in New York, actually, we end up beating you guys in precipitation days, but that's because during the winter we get a lot more snow. Yeah, we barely ever get snow here. New York is a wet place. 
even though you fuckers are closer to the Arctic Circle. It could be worse. It could be Scottish. I'm part Scottish. I'm just born and bred in America, though. Oh, boy. What a combination. Hey, I'm part English, too, so shut the hell up. Like, I find the Americans have this weird obsession with, like, being part, like... It's Something either, else I, other than American. It's usually Irish. Like, it's all I find. I have that, too. I just, like, I don't get it. What's your obsession with being Irish? Well, on St. Paddy's Day, everybody's Irish. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've genuinely ever celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Remember, we also had a huge amount of Irishmen that came during the famine. Yeah. Yeah, that was our prompt fault. Yep, we're sorry about that. <clears throat> and then we had the Germans come before and after both wars. And also in the 1800s. And the Scots came in the early 1800s. Yeah, we're sorry about that one as well. <clears throat> well, the Scots came because we got rid of you fuckers. Uh <laughs> we're not sorry about that one. <clears throat> <laughs> and then every other country just comes here because it's America. Good. Remember, I live an hour from the most culturally diverse city in the world, according to what they're saying now. <clears throat> See, we've got quite it's... a fun dynamic going on here today with this podcast. What's that? All of us are having to face that sort of like part of like really being single and having to to think uh... options and whatnot. I don't. Yeah, know. the difference is is that. You guys have both had recent relationships. I've been in drought for over a year. Now, hold on. Just to clear up. Drought, are you referring to like... Like, you know, kind of like Sahara Desert drought? Or are we talking like, you know, um, Arctic Tundra drought? That's a bit, that's like a bit Antarctica. Oh. Oh, that's harsh and bitter. Yeah. yeah Where parts of Antarctica haven't had precipitation in like two million years. But... But there is a there is a benefit to the Antarctic Circle, and that is cute fucking penguins. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm more of an uh, Arctic guy. I prefer like polar bears and shit. Okay, let's put it this way: <coughs> if a polar bear, a penguin, and let's say a camel or a snake had to fight, you'd you'd pick you'd want to make sure that that penguin got the hell out of there and was safe, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just leave, leave the polar bear and the snake or the camel, whatever the fuck the... The snake would probably end up killing the other two because... Well, not the camel, but they would probably kill the polar bear because the polar bear wouldn't know what the fuck it was. There's no snakes in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, it would probably get killed out of curiosity. Yeah, bears are curious fucks. Oh, hi there, little guy. Boop. Dead. Plus, the other reason why I prefer polar bears is that they're actually on my continent. So, that is a bit of, a bit of confirmation <laughs> bias right there. Hey, I'm an American. We always look out for our own viewpoint. Remember? Of course. But most, I feel like it's definitely a big thing with um, America and Britain. Is this like insane level of uh, like this patriotic outpouring? I find it's like uh, so with America. We're the most hyper patriotic country there is. But I just like... I mean, except for maybe North Korea, but that's because they get shot if they're not. 
Yes. Dictatorship would make you overly patriotic, but not genuinely patriotic. Yeah, we're genuinely patriotic. You find flags all over America. See, I love that um, there's a story of a a girl that uh, was talking about her education in North Korea and um, mm. how they taught them maths is <laughs> if I shoot... Oh, I think I heard me- if I shoot so many American bastards, how many will I have? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I heard this, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's on a John Oliver, I believe. <clears throat> See, I have hope for North Korea, because, I mean, we, you and I, our country shot at each other, and we're the best of allies. Hmm. I think there's potential, but I feel like not in this generation of leadership. Mm, probably not. I, I try to learn as much as I can, and I think the West like is a bit like a, a mum too concerned about her child when, when it comes to our relationship with North Korea. Like, yeah. I think just because they've done something a tiny bit bad that they blow up the whole entire world. They're not going to... A tiny to, bit bad. It just, just happens a tiny bit bad <laughs> is like, <laughs> you know... So just a tiny bit bad is literally kind of like humans' rights violations. But yeah, there, there is this whole other side of it of what the Western society loves to obsess about with North Korea is the fact that they could bomb us, they could kill us all at any second. But then it means we overlook the fact that there are people that are coming out and surviving it and coming out with these horrible stories. And yeah. they are just running out of like the small securities that they have in day-to-day life when they live there that's what we should be caring about is the human rights violations and the potential famines and the fact that they have power cuts so frequently and they have really lacking technology and um the main sort of like ways they learn about how awful their country is is through learning about western society and how like we have rights and like there's stories of people wanting to leave North Korea because they watched Titanic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're just like, Nothing proves the American dream like having a, a, a boat, you know, go to this... Where 1,200 people died, yeah. By <laughs> crashing into an iceberg. Follow your dreams into certain death. <laughs> it's pretty sad when they're preferring that over being in North Korea, though. <laughs> Do you know what? A cold icy grave or being beaten to death? Cold icy grave. Beaten to death. That motherfucker had his uncle shot with a flat gun. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, some of the things that have happened in that country are unspeakable. And, um, yeah. And, and instead, we'd like to talk about the possibility that they might bomb someone. They don't have the guts to oh, bomb. I think the the more the the whole threat of bombing and the whole threat of nuking is more of a, I don't want to say a power play, but more like, oh. It's a dick measuring contest, that's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, we've got this leverage now. What are you going to do? What are you going to offer us to not do this? Yeah, If they keep keep doing that shit, China's just going to bitch slap them and they'll be done. Oh, I don't, I genuinely don't think China's not. From my perspective of how I view it and sort of like the things I've learned, how I perceive it is, is China sort of there, like, just let them play it out as long as I'm doing my own personal journey to, to create Yes, more- but the minute 
that they threaten China because they think that we might nuke them and it'll also graze China, China will fucking slap them down. I'm sorry, they have no reason to threaten China. China send back their people if they try to run away. No, what I'm saying is if they piss us off to the point where we're getting ready to bomb them, China will step in and bitch slap them. Probably. Because China doesn't want us over there any more than we already are. It's more like when your dog plays up and you just tell your dog, like, heal or whatever. That's that's all it will be, really, in reality. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. China will bitch slap them and stop their course that they're on. It's, it's they'll just tell of... them, they'll just tell them, shut up, get in the corner, shut the fuck up. You've done enough. Yeah, it's like North Korea is that that child in the playground that constantly acts up and makes silly lies to make themselves seem cooler than they are. And it's just like, it's just starting to wear thin now. Yeah. So preparing for to be joined by the Brits today, I actually was watching a video about Cadbury chocolate. So I'm mm. I'm fully ready for British culture at this point. The worst <laughs> of the chocolate cap- world. What's that? Oh they, god! Um, it's basically just um, a Cadbury chocolate factory that you can go in. Like meanwhile, the the best part of it is is that Cadbury is American owned now. I know. Yeah. A little bit. The, the British like system died of it. Like everyone sort of freaked internally when that happened. If it if it helps, you guys still own Twinnings tea though. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm a genuine, not that much of an enthusiastic tea drinker. I don't know why. I feel like I'm letting go. Yeah, you've told me. No, I, I don't get the appeal. I think it's because it makes me feel a bit ill. I drink tea. I drink it in the winter with uh, Splenda or honey. Oh, that does sound good. So, and sometimes I'll even get really crazy and put a slice of lemon in. That's only, you've lost I've only, I've only known that as like a, a remedy for a cold, not as like an actual drink you enjoy. Well, if it's really cold in the winter, it helps you prevent, it helps prevent a sore throat with the honey yeah. in it. Yeah. So, in other words, Kai should be drinking it by the gallon during the winter. <laughs> See, I, thought that, I thought that was about to go a completely different direction for a second. That's because you're a perv. <laughs> yep, a little bit. Wait, hold on, shit. Retract, retract. <laughs> Too like, bad there's I, no cutouts I, or edits in this, in this I just, podcast. I just feel like you're just going to get like a ton of... like really good sound clips of me and, and that that's just it that's just my entire professional career from this point onwards is down the pan <laughs> um dan you overestimate my uh energy for doing anything like that <laughs> i mean i'm not saying you'd do it but I am, what i'm saying now is that there's now recorded footage of me saying things and someone could find this podcast if I got famous enough, and they wanted to have a target on my back and say, look what he said in 2018, or whatever. The Shane Dawson situation. I don't know the situation, but I feel like it's very similar to a lot of oh, a lot, a lot of YouTube drama, uh, yeah. He made a joke on a podcast mm-hmm. um, about finding, because there was a uh, little girl on Instagram, and she was like 10, and he was sort of uh-huh. like mocking the fact that she shouldn't have an account, and then yeah. joked about her being hot, in a sort of like a sick humoured way. 
and then yeah. it was all cut down um, to insinuate that he was a paedophile, and it yeah. it was on the front of Twitter, like news and everyone. Mm. It sounds kind of similar to flip side of that, like you know, Kingstar. Oh, I don't like. Yeah, that. The, I, you mean I, the toxic I, waste I, of the you of the YouTube community? Yes. Also, ironically, also is. Real name is Dan, which I absolutely hate, and I denounce him as a member of our council. <laughs> but, um, it was the whole racial slur that he had on his stream, and that got taken yeah. very rightly in context. And I hope it took him down. I haven't checked. I don't really give a shit about him. Uh, I, unfortunately, he is still around, and that's the very unfortunate thing with Keemstar is he's always gonna be there he's literally like, the cockroach of you and i'm like you're such a twat at heart why why are you still on youtube why are you still a respected part of the community content cop didn't take him out and how, how? he was ba- he's banned from having his own youtube channel yeah and um, yeah. yeah he's such an integral part of youtube somehow I don't think so. I think Phil Phil DeFranco is much more of an integral part of YouTube. Yes, but but in the fact of you know, all news is sort of like you know how you get famous, whether he everyone hates him or not. I think it's more the fact that say I think that it's more the fact that Keemstar's news is very heavily fabricated or like that kind of style of news where it's like I'm gonna put I've got a stick I'm gonna prod someone who's likely going to give me a reaction out of something. Well, he's a shitster. That's all he is. Exactly. Hmm. I think we I think... all know some of those through our our mutual Facebook group we met on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's an evil laugh. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely people that are going to be like that. But um, I just said if you were to ask me, like, like integral YouTube is probably yeah, Philly D definitely. Um, yes. I'd probably argue now. Just probably just about argue now. I dubs and uh, HDHD. Yeah, I feel like HDHD. I would agree with also uh, the Vlog Brothers. Oh, uh, God! Tom, it... uh, Hank, and John Green. John Green. That was it. I blanked on their names for a second. I would con- I would argue they are as well. Hmm. Even if they did just sell uh, VidCon to Viacom yeah. this past spring. Um, let me else. think. Who else? Jenna Marbles. I yeah. love Jenna Marbles. I'm obsessed with her channel right now. Um, Hannah and at Mark, this point, I would even say, like, uh, Liza Koshi. I've not seen any of her content, honestly. Same! I'm, she like, is literally blowing up. She's the host of Double Dare now. Like, I know... Oh, it was, that's a Nickelodeon show, isn't it? Um, yeah, but yeah. they just brought it back, and she's the host. Ooh, like, I... There's so many people I know about, but just haven't got... And, and of, of course, Rooster Teeth, too. Yeah. Of course. I, I don't know. Is it like is it Cockbite or something? I don't know. What's that? For Rooster Teeth? Yeah, if you're a Rooster Teeth fan, you're a Cockbite. Yeah, I've never. they seem weird. They seem like weird people. Yeah. That's what, the, that's then, what they originally got to name the company, but the state of Texas told them no. <laughs> because of the word cock? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Because it wasn't going to be Bite now, was it? Meanwhile, they changed the name from Drunk Gamers because they were afraid that the drunk part would drive away um, advertisers. Meanwhile, uh, Cockbite wouldn't have had that effect at all. 
Oh man. Well, for him anyway. I think it, I think the change was a good idea. Yeah, I think so. Long Considering time. they're one of the most valuable brands in, in internet video, yeah. I'm still waiting for their UK office to open up. I'm waiting. They already have it started. They just haven't started doing anything out of it yet. That's the thing. I've not seen anything posted. Like I, I, I haven't seen any word of like their location or like anything like that. London. That's all they're telling you yeah, right now. Yeah, that, they've, yeah. all, they've only said London, but like as soon as I get an address, that's it. my CV is flying the fucking there. <laughs> you, you know what I think would have been hilarious? What? If they said they were going to open a UK office and then they opened it in like Edinburgh or uh, or um. Excuse Dublin. me. Let's oh, no, let's Dublin. put it right there. Or in uh, Wales, because that would have made all you Brits, <laughs> you English. Englishmen all freak the hell out. I, I, I can imagine they do Cardiff. Edinburgh? Yeah, Cardiff. <laughs> Sorry. Are we not going to acknowledge that you said it wrong? Edinburgh. What? Hey, you know what? I'm American. Fuck off. We say things the way we want, like herb. But you're part Scottish, though. Let's not start this. <laughs> yes, but I'm more German, so. <laughs> but let's not go down there, then. Yeah. And Keep it up, fuckers. Right. I'm invading. And that's why Jim is a fan of Funhouse instead of. Uh, no, actually, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Funhouse. I only watch it occasionally for Elise because she's the funniest person on Rooster Teeth. I mean, have you watched the on the spot that was literally just John Reisinger? Yes, but have you seen anything Elise has been in where she's not just acting a, as a character? When it's just like a Elise on her own. I used to watch a bit of Funhouse, and then it started annoying me, so I kind of stopped. Watch the Always Opens with her. Oh yeah, I think I've seen a couple of those. They yes. Yeah. And then my unpopular opinion is my second favorite guest on uh, Always Open is Mia Khalifa. I actually haven't watched an episode with her on. I've I've well, there's only been two, hasn't there? No, three, I think, now. Because she just did episode 69. Yeah, episode 69. She did 61, and then she did one the year before. I remember the one year, be- the, one the year before because it was the first time she was on, and they made a big deal. Yeah, because it cleared a million views in a week. I can't think why. It's part of the reason why she's on Sports Ball starting next- tomorrow. Tomorrow That's... for you or tomorrow for us? Um, we both are only five hours apart. It's tomorrow for both of us. <laughs> it's on after the sure. podcast. It's on after uh, RT podcast tomorrow. But she does know her damn sports. She knows sports better than I do, by far. Although I never claim to be a sporting expert. Anyone knows sports better than me. Let's, let's put it that way. I'm probably not going to watch Same. it. Well, she even watches I, Ice I, Hockey. Right, right, right. I'm going to level this. I love Tyler, right? And in what if, if the fact if what I hear is true, the fact of how upset he was that sports ball was cancelled, then yes, he deserves his show back. But I'm not going to watch it just because sports ball. However, <laughs> Tyler on the Wednesday night game fight, fucking brilliant. Wednesday night. And, don't you mean Tuesday night game fight? Is it Tuesday night or I thought it was Wednesday night? No, Tuesday. Right, that's what I mean, Tuesday night. 
if he was any if he's anything like how he was on Tuesday night game fight, then sports ball will be actually okay. Well, I think it's also because he has better uh, chemistry with Mia mm. too. I think that'll work better too. I because they actually hang out outside of anything else. I think I'll admit Tuesday night game fight was a mess. That's because Funhouse and Sugar Pants everyone there. They're bound to mess things up. But when I think was it Jeff that took no not Jeff, um Jack. When Jack took over part of it with uh Yeah, Tyler, the, the three the three mains were the three mains were Tyler, Jack, and Joel. Yeah. Without Joel there, it was a much better show. Just because Joel's fucking insane. I don't mind Joel. I love Joel. I don't I like him, him, but he's fucking nuts. Do you follow his Twitter? I don't mind him in equal measures. Like him on, on him on, on the spot, perfectly fine. Him as Caboose, hilarious. Him trying to do a semi-serious part in it uh, with Cheers on Game Fight doesn't quite work. Uh, see, I, I, I randomly found myself watching Gauntlet and I just like fell in love with it. In <laughs> the Gauntlet, he was good. He was, he was acting like an amped up version of himself. I so was Bernie. Seen, I've not seen Gauntlet. Oh, it's, Especially it's in season fun. two. Yeah. I feel like with season two, they, they understood how the comic timing should work for that show. And they understood that they didn't really need to manipulate much. They did a couple things just for the camera, like yelling at the community team. Yeah. Especially after Achievement Hunter got eliminated. <laughs> Spoiler for a five-year-old show. Oh, God. Why? Why, J- Jim? Why? I didn't tell you who won. I just said that Achievement Hunter gets eliminated. Well, it's not, well, it's not obviously then Achievement Hunter haven't won. I, I will be honest. I can barely even remember it. I watched it so long ago. The, the sad part is that, especially five years ago, Achievement Hunter, Dan expects that they had a chance about beating of beating people that actually play games all the time and have skill. Ray. They'd have had Ray at that time, wouldn't they? Ray wasn't in it. Son of a bitch. If I remember correctly, it was Michael, Gavin, Lindsay, um... Was it Jack? No, it wasn't Jack. No. Jeff? No, I don't think it was any of them. I don't remember, though. Because Ryan, either Ryan would have only just joined, and Little Jade hadn't joined yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, Little Jay was nowhere to be found. He wasn't even working for the company at that point. Exactly. He was, he was twinkling Rooster Teeth's eye. <laughs> he was looking at them. Go- he, was, he, was, he was busy in the community feed go- looking at them going, one day, one day. <laughs> Yeah. Hop hop. Hop hop. Hop hop. I'm gonna look it up because it's driving me nuts not knowing who the hell it was. And the celebrity team did pretty good too. I Justine was part of that, and so was uh, Greg f- from now. Kind of funny. Freddie was in it. Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Ooh, that doesn't look like a good team. I'll be honest, I, d- I do wish I actually watched more of Kind of Funny. But... See, I love 
that, I do, that I do style of humour so much, but I just never get an opportunity to watch I, it. I like Greg Miller. Yes. I, lo- I loved it. I loved it when he did the um what was the IGN IGN show he did? The main one. I don't know. I didn't know I didn't watch him on IGN. I don't remember. But the show that he did on IGN was brilliant. Um if he did more of that on kind of funny, that'd be something I would regularly watch. But the fact that kind of funny I just wish I watched more of it to kind of understand it more than whatever. Yeah. Because it seems kind of like the no, but obviously with more comedy in it, but not as much as... The way I, I, I'm thinking about it is like, if you have... Some, it's Okay, it was Ryan as the fourth member of Age. Ooh. I can't... And the Rooster Teeth team was Gus, Jordan, Swears, Barbara, and Miles. And Celebrity was Freddie, Justine, Adam Kovic, and Greg Miller. Because Adam would have been working at Machinima, was it? Machinima. That's what I thought. I know my my Rooster Teeth Teeth stuff. And then there were four community members in the community team. I've probably been into Rooster Teeth for just about a year now. I think mine's come up. Mine's yeah, I've made up. all of my best friends. <laughs> mine's coming up yeah. in two years, which is weird. Like it'll be two years in October. I I'm think. at like five years now or so. Ah, well, <laughs> no idea what happened there. When I started watching uh, Rooster Teeth, the podcast was still in the low two hundred epi- uh, uh, numbers. And we've just hit five hundred, haven't we? Yep. That's crazy. So it's actually probably closer to six years then. Yeah. I've said on this podcast how many uh, multiple times who, who the person that got me into it was my friend Alex. So, mm. but uh, she she was the one who got me watching it. I can I can still recall the day that I got into Rooster Teeth. Just about. Yeah. What was that? Um. So at uh, Comic Con two years ago, I think it was. It was going to be two years, so about then, when the um, voice actors for Ruby came in. So that was Barb, Aaron, um, Lindsay. God. It's bad that I can't remember their names. <laughs> um, yeah, so the four Ruby girls came in, um, and I remember there was a complete riot that they were there. And I had remembered watching up to about season three, season four, Probably about season three at the time, because season four hadn't came out yet. And one of my friends before in uni tried to get me to watch it. And I was like, I don't know about this. The animation style seems a bit funny. And they tried showing me the first episode. And I was like, yeah, the animation style seems a bit funny. Then they showed me the episode of, um, which was the battle between, uh, uh, I think it was Flynn and Neon Cat uh, between Weiss and Yang. And it improved so much, I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. So I'd binged it that summer, and then I heard they were coming in October at the time, and I was like, do you know what, I'm down for this, sure. That was at the time when, I, when Lindsay was pregnant. So I, yeah. went, I, so I went to the signing, like, one of my favourite pictures I've got, like, of my entire life is me with 
with Barb and Aaron because I was so nervous meeting them and Barb was really a really nice person to meet and I remember I had my phone and I was shaking trying to meet Aaron and she held the camera for me I was like ah she's like pure gold so <laughs> and and obviously Lindsay wasn't there because I assumed she had baby issues um yeah which I was disappointed there but like it's fine like I got to meet three of the four of them I'm perfectly okay with that and I think from that day, I actually went, do you know what? There's might be, there might be something in this Rooster Teeth thing. Let me see what they do. And just like straight away subscribed, straight away like started watching a load of things. And that's... Straight away had your head explode because of how much content they had. Yeah. And I think that's the crazy thing. It's like how like a tiny little thing just can just set off this entire kind of chain reaction of just craziness, I think. That's that's the thing I appreciate the most about Rooster is the tiniest thing will get you hooked, and then once you're in, you're you're in with a bang, and like this community will take care of you, like no matter what. Definitely. Uh, oh yeah. Helen, the community is where I met my little sister here. <laughs> yeah. Aww. The I remember the first thing that I watched, and it was sent to me by an ex-boyfriend of mine, and it was one of the uh, Rooster, Teeth, Rooster Teeth animated uh, which is one of the big ways everybody always ends up in the community yeah and it, was the, it was the NASA one or a slow one oh. yeah the NASA one which one's that I don't remember anymore talking about exoplanets oh okay <laughs> I'm a bit of a geek for exoplanets I just find them thoroughly like interesting See, I've watched Lomo Guys before I knew it was part of Rooster Teeth, but the first true thing that I knew was Rooster Teeth was the podcast that I watched. And then I went back and saw like the episode where uh, Gus was uh, in the spaceship going to Mars and like flipping everybody off just because he <laughs> went out of spite. Oh. I'm sorry, I thought, I thought you were about the other... Oh, yeah. I thought you were about, about something else. No, that's the one where Gavin and him was talking about it and said, yeah, he'll go... Just to spite oh. everybody. Oh yeah, no, I thought you were about the um, the Las Vegas story that they told. No, that one's a a different one. No, th- I'm talking about the Mars one. That's the one that I remember. The first one I saw. I still remember being at um, uh, RTX last year in London, and they were showing off one of the RTAAs, which is my favorite one I've ever seen, and it's uh, the RTAA of. Bernie being annoyed at Austin Airport. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing the po- I remember seeing the podcast of it. It was like, this is hilarious. And then I remember at the I was at the animation panel and they said, I think it was either Gray said, yeah, we're working on a, something special for um, uh, RTAA. Do you guys want to see it? Crowd goes wild. I was like, okay, thank this is something good. And immediately everyone started laughing when it started playing because it was the audio from um from from um the Bernie's rant and it was just animated yeah. so hilariously and just being in a sort of public space with other people just laughing at this was just made it even funnier for me. Just seeing Joel in a insanity asylum cell with Bernie being pushed along in the straight jacket was hilarious. Oh yeah. Just that oh, kind of comedy is good. See, Sticks and Flowers is my favourite because I just, I just love Joel so much right now. 
I go through phases of liking like certain RT members and just watching like content that they're really good in. Joel's great on on the spot, but I don't really watch on the spot much because certain times that show just grates on my nerves. I I prefer a lot of the older episodes. I found that when a new episode comes out, I watch and I'm just like, I can't be bothered with this. Like, give me an episode with Miles Luna and Zach Hammer, and I'm happy. <laughs> or one where Michael's Michael's on there. He's always good too. See, I'm not. I'm not overly keen on Michael. It's just a preference thing. Yeah. No, but he's good on on the spot because he's also the most brutal about John. True. Oh, man. Yeah, On the Spot, though, is one of those shows that when I watch, it's very rare. I'm going to probably watch the after show for the one that they just did, only mm. because of them talking about it on uh, Off Topic. Mm. Have any of you guys watched the um, like PUBG that the podcast crew played? It was, it was quite a while back. It was before they all done it in teams. Yes. Yes, you mean but, Plum Squad? Yeah, um, with John Rising and not knowing how to drive. Yes, and always denying that he doesn't know how to drive. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Like um, when they all played against each other. Yeah, they had the war and PUBG or whatever. Yeah, well, it the, was the it was achievement hunter versus uh, podcast, didn't it? No, it was everybody. Oh, the entire let's play let's play family was involved too. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, I must have missed that then. Oh, yeah. it's so good, Dan. It's so worth the watch. Um, yeah, especially Jack coming to the rescue. <laughs> See, my my favorite thing is is nobody notices it in that, but um, yeah. John makes a colossal fuck up with driving, and I'm like, oh my god, it's it's the inside joke of the podcast crew. Yeah, nobody will find it funny because nobody probably watches it because it's only for first members. <laughs> yeah, and John and uh, Trevor got exploded by the truck. Yeah. And that's enough because we're not going to spoil the whole thing. Because obviously Dan doesn't, didn't see it or doesn't recall it. To be honest, if you want to watch funny content that has a variety of RT members, Go the, subscribe Fri- to Kai's YouTube channel. the Friday the 13th is, hands down, probably one of the funniest Let's Plays. I also like the Battlefield 1 Let's Play War. I don't think I watched it. Yeah, I like that one too. Because it was an utter chaotic clusterfuck. But it's, it's got to the point, I watched the Friday the 13th with everyone so often that I have started to memorize some of the words. Yeah. It's the, the best though is... um, What the hell is that damn game? I just blanked on the name of it. Um, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. When Ryan was going against the Funhouse crew, Ryan was the killer. Yeah. Because of course he is. That was amazing too. As has been said many times, Ryan plays a good psycho. He doesn't play a good psycho. He is a psycho. Uh, I think he turns it on and off because he is a good father otherwise too. So. Yeah, psycho is a very, a very uh, intense term. <laughs> As someone yeah. that loves yeah. learning about actual psychopaths. <laughs> Oh, I've dealt with them before with one of my old former jobs because since we all know I've had like a billion of them. Obviously. 
but I dealt with mental health people and I had somebody who was psychopathic and schizophrenic. I just, I got, I got woken up in the middle of the night telling me that the ants were attacking him. That was the schizophrenia at work. There was no bugs anywhere in the uh, building, much less in his room. Mm. So, but uh, no, Ryan plays a good psycho when it comes to that with the murderous rage. Yeah. Because once again, they all, when they're in Let's Plays, even, they all amp their personalities up to 20 out of a 10, 10 scale. But then that is the majority of YouTube and the majority of the entertainment. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got to play a good character, whether it's the hero, the villain, the idiot, whatever. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, freaking Boogie when he plays Francis. Hmm. He and Francis are nowhere near alike. Yeah. Or, um, but Francis is a raging freaking psycho. Well, oh, God. Who's the, who's the guy that plays... I wouldn't even say psycho in that case. Who's the guy that plays uh, Angry Video Game Nerd? Uh, James... Uh, I forgot his last name. Yeah, but he's, he's similar, I'd have said. Very similar. Yeah. I, like, I don't like a, AVGN as much as I like when he's... They're just doing the regular cinemascers stuff. Yeah, I think I think um, I have an authority that uh, AVGM was good back in the day, but yeah, I've gone downhill since then. It's one of those things that went on that's gone on for too long. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Fred after the first video. Um... No, not even the first video. Since, since conception. Or yeah, both, basically. Or both Paul twins. Let's let's not mention those names. I am currently talking to a guy on a dating app that looks like Jake Paul, and no. it's oh god, no way. <laughs> yes, it's worrying. Oh god, you gotta send, got send a picture of that later. This is proof. Yeah. Kai, if he says it's like every day, bro, just bail out. If he's a maverick. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think he knows that he looks a bit like Jake Paul, but um, I would I would I would accidentally slip in some conversation like I would accidentally slip in like words like maverick and just whatever whatever his catchphrases are. Holy yeah, he does kind of yeah. It's the nose, it. other than the nose. If his nose was a bit different, he looks exactly like Jake Paul. It's kind of worrying because i'm like yeah. does it make it attractive or is it a turn off for me because i can't well let's face it the paul brothers are the skid mark in the toilet bowl of youtube yes 100 percent. and it's gonna take a british guy to knock him out and keemstar's the giant floating turd so do you know what i will even if ksi just lands one punch on him i will be so fucking happy on logan yeah. <laughs> um, just on, I think he's gonna just on fucking demolish that... Logan Paul. Well, it depends on training. Like yeah. it's official so that he learns that. Yeah, that the KSI is a freaking beast in that ring. I'm not a fan of boxing, but like even I'll admit that I saw. I think it was um, Matt Pat. He did a breakdown of yeah. KSI of oh, the match, and it was, and that was really interesting. I was like. Okay, cares I'll give KSI credit. He's he's been smart about this. Yes. Yeah. I was really into 
um, the last match with KSI uh, because yeah. I, I'm a really big fan of Will and E, the True Geordie, Stephen Tries, all of that side of YouTube, and yeah. they talking about it for ages. Like every time, like something happened, like in relation to it, they were all talking about it, and to have them do the broadcast and commentating was hilarious. They're brilliant at what they do, um, Lawrence and the True Geordie. Is, is it is it said that I don't really care if KSI wins? I just want to break J- uh, Logan Paul's nose. Yeah, just make <laughs> that pretty little face bleed, please. Or just flatten his ass. Either one. If he just lays him out in the middle of the ring, that'll be fine too. But I can because then I'll, then I'll be the Paul brothers get knocked out like every day, bro. <laughs> God. But yeah, I, uh, I haven't been as up to date as on the like ins and outs of this match compared to yeah. um, the Joe Weller and KSI fight. I knew yeah. like, everything that was going on with that one. So when it happened the day after, I watched the whole stream. The only uh, thing that I know about the fight is that it's happening <laughs> one day after my birthday. <laughs> so I feel like KSI is going to give me a late birthday present and it's going to be his ass. You know, knocking out um, Logan. Paul. Logan. Yeah. Come on, please, please. <laughs> Just for me. But I feel like these boxing matches have really, sort of like, pushed YouTube into like a very interesting place of what potentials it has. Because I don't think anybody really predicted how big of a thing that was going to be until. Until it's yeah, well, that's because then everybody started watching all the stuff, and they both profited ridiculously from the exposure. It's insane the the views they got for that. Not even yeah. the main match, just for the months that it went on, they got so many spots on podcasts. Um, there's a documentary made about them. I mean, on- that's the whole that's the whole thing with. Uh, kind of media in general, I just said, like, it's it's very much like, almost like a premiere of a film in a way, but mm. it, it, like, you have the main kind of, if you think of uh, KSI training as the actual filming of, say, like, the Avengers, then you've got this, like, two, three month period of, like, oh, we can't say anything, no, we can't say anything, but what I will say is, you know, this, like, little kind of hints here and there going on the campaign yeah. trail. And making Yeah, sure. they tease it. Yeah, yeah, teasing it. And then you've got the actual main event, you know, premiere, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I agree. It's, it's pushing an interesting direction. Didn't the, the only really disturbing part to me about this whole match, though, is that no matter what, Logan Paul is going to get at least 100,000 new subscribers. And he doesn't need more exposure. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He needs to be thrown off of YouTube. A hundred percent. Like, I feel like at the start of this year, it should have been the end point. It shouldn't have mattered how much revenue he generated for YouTube. Yeah. Because, to be honest, the only reason he stayed was a money move for YouTube. He yeah. just yep. violated... And the sad so- part is, is, he... PewDiePie has double the subscribers of anybody else just about. And look at how he's and, 
and he got bitch slapped down, and Logan Paul still gets to stay with barely a slap. He got lowered in his revenue, his revenue uh, level. Let's put it this way: if an entire country's judicial like law system is saying the next time you step foot in this country, you're going to jail, the the moment that happens, that should be the sign that something's fucked up. Like he's yep. banned from Japan. For all intents and purposes, even if it's not legally written that he is, as soon as he they'll does, refuse him at the border. Yeah, they'll just go. Oh, that's you, detained. That's it. Yeah. I think the funniest thing would be is if he has a Japanese company try to work with him, and he has to go there to go do the contracts or whatever, and he gets thrown out of the border and can't sign the deal. Oh, hey, do you want to? Hey, Logan Paul, do you want to? Um... We heard you like trees. Do you want to uh, promote our new game, The Last of Us 2? Of course, Sony. Yes, I would. Oh, wait, shit, I can't come over there. Well, fuck. <laughs> like, I feel like um, <clears throat> as soon as that happened, like, I learned about it within the 24 hours, sort of, like, fall out of it all. Um, yeah. I was literally, every two hours or so, searching on YouTube for new people that were coming out with their opinions and that's not what happened and yeah, that... you know I, I followed every inch of coverage of people talking about it and yeah the, the person who I think got just uh, unfairly attacked because of it because she expressed not being happy about it was Raina Scully who is actually the one Japanese YouTuber that was publicly out and about about everything mm-hmm. well, something about it was a yeah. There was a few people that did really adequate sort of service towards speaking out. So Gaijin Goomba was one person who done... Oh, I didn't know that he spoke out about it. he done a video on his own channel, and what? it was brilliant. It was that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Now you mention him, that would make a fuck ton of sense. Yeah, because he had experience trying to win over people that were in yeah, such... Yeah, because he was American culture. when... He went to teach them English, I believe. Or yeah, something. and, and he, he yeah, accepted communities, and then he yeah. sees some guy just come in and ruin that perception and all of that hard work he'd put into going out of his way to spend time trying to to help people and change the perception. I think he, I think it's really funny that we have this discussion about you know. Um, how Japan sees America in, in that sort of way. I think it's more, it, it links back to North Korea, doesn't it? It's about breaking down this stigma, this stigma of the West being, how they say, bastards, or not mm. culturally culturally acceptable, or something along those lines. It's, it's just yeah, very, interesting that, mm. it's very interesting that Japan is more socially acceptable in the West, to a degree, than North Korea is in a way. Yeah, and I feel like with um, with perception of Western culture in an Asian country is that we're these sort of lazy, obnoxious, loud, like ungrateful people, and yeah. it's it's so hard to change that perception. Like, um, there's a couple that lived in Korea for seven years; they now live in Japan, um, and when they first moved there, they had to tell people like when there's on taxis oh no we're we're canadian we're canadian we're not americans because Mm -hmm. it get so much stick for it and they were actually canadian as well yeah 
Um, yeah. And then they would have people walking by them in the street going, look, it's an American, look, it's an American. And yeah. though that perception has changed a lot, it takes just one tiny thing to completely smash all of that effort yeah. of these Western people that are going out of their way to to show that the reputation isn't always the case. And, you know, it's one thing that I want to do is I want to go into countries all across the world and try and change a Western perception by... I think by China is a country that's like that as well. Mm. There seems to be a lot of... See, I, I am from the country that fucks it all up, so... <laughs> maybe, leave, maybe leave Jim at home, then. <clears throat> no, because I tend to be a lot more liberal, so that usually plays better. Mm. Just don't take me. I'm, I'm probably... Don't worry. But it's just Ugh. utterly destroying when that situation happened. Because not only did people that go to Asian countries to try and get a better perception of the West get upset, but people that are trying to help people that are suicidal, self-harming, or get a yeah. and they get punished by YouTube every day for being a content creator. They get demonetized, and because they're yeah. talking, trying to help people, they get punished actively. Because of when the ad apocalypse came along, they something very similar happened to the LGBT community, didn't it? Mm. And and not only the LGBT community, but yeah. people that were advocates of mental health, of eating disorders, self harm, yeah. of anything. If they're trying to promote something that isn't a sensitive topic, they can't help. Um, mm. There's a guy that I'm going to mention that probably both of you have heard me talk about. Nerd oh, Sin. here we go. Brilliant content creator, but. Um, he was looking at all of these people that were getting demonetized and there were people talking about stories of how they were sexually harassed and you know it spreads out so much further than that um, there's a brilliant channel um, run by I think an Australian lady and she used to have an eating disorder and she helps uh, young girls to understand how to get through an eating disorder and it's called what, uh, what Mia Did Next. And she actually spoke out against Logan Paul. And when she was speaking out against all of this, sh this shitstorm that was going on at that time with the demonetization constantly and then people like him being glorified by little 12-year-old fans, he, she, you know, she's not getting paid for trying to help people. And then there's people like Logan Paul. Who are being paid to actively destroy that work. Like, um, she done one of the things that, you know, it was a turning point in my life through watching this video of she showed um, a, a young girl that had died because of her eating disorder and um, her parents had decided to um, post the photos taken by uh, the people on site when she passed away. And it was horrific. It was so sad to to see someone go that way, but it when you've been through an eating disorder, it it just completely changes the way you view things. And then channels like that are getting demonetized that are actively helping people get better. There's um a 
a woman that created a video called um, if you're thinking of committing suicide, watch this video. And there are people that are either saying that they are scared because they feel like they are a risk to themselves or that that video has actively helped them not be a risk to themselves. And it's channels like that that are being actively taken away from search and discovery, being demonetized, being run into the ground so that they can't make that yep. content. And it's horrendous. Yep. Now would be the time for like Microsoft or one of the other big companies that have the money to put into it to come out with a real and true YouTube competitor. Mm. But it's just so hard because if they make something that's exactly like YouTube, people aren't going to use it because, well, we've got YouTube. Only the people that realize those issues with YouTube will convert. So it's never going to be off the ground. With Twitch. But if they do more fairly monetizable stuff, like an Amazon would do that. They would do it more fairly monetizable until they grew it big time and they would still make more adjustments, but they would be able to control better. Mm. Look and at Twitch. They're already running a streaming video platform. Yeah. And that's the thing that I've been looking at recently. Is there a way that you can manipulate Twitch's live streaming to do single one off videos and keep your archive as that kind of same thing? Twitch has added what they call um uh what the hell's the, the name of the the function now it's like premieres or something like that where you record the video you put it up and you have it show whenever you want for the first run and then it goes into the vod system huh. see the thing is with me is i want to be a youtube content creator it's mm. it's more my style it's something i've yeah. I previously done and have always wanted to do but after i lost my first channel the yeah. statistics went up went down to you know if you're a starting channel you get 10 percent less chance of this that the other and uh -huh. i can't remember Don't the exact really from 2011 and the algorithm is completely different now so it's probably much worse but i look at so many content creators get screwed by the system and i'm like well why should i start a channel why should i put my content out there to be actively discriminated against and it's I one think... of the huge points as to why I'm not creating a YouTube channel yet, because I'm waiting for something to change fundamentally within YouTube. And I know it won't. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's more instead of using YouTube as that platform, I think you've, you know, as content creators, cause I used to do YouTube as well, but I've had like university and stuff getting in the way. But I think it's very much more that instead of using YouTube as your platform, think of creative ways to do do it in um in a different way so mm. the way that i always think about it is if you can if people on vine could met could have made the jump from vine to youtube why can't the opposite be true why can't someone from youtube go and take their creativity and do it on a different platform like i'm looking at twitch possibly like i know instagram themselves they've got their own video or long there's only one youtuber that i know that's successfully made the jumps between multiple platforms and he's just getting bigger and that's day storm yeah because he's like a bit is he acting music? he's doing regular movies and music yeah. and everything else on now too i think the only it depends on the type of content you're in i think that's a real main issue because because for gamers, it's very there's a very obvious path, but it's also mm. it's also the path that is going to be 
also filled with the most people. Like, if you don't like YouTube's live streaming service, use Twitch. If you don't like YouTube's video production, then you're going to have to find a way to make Twitch work for you if you're a gamer. Yep. That's mm. why Twitch has all these categories for IRL and cooking and creative stuff, right? Yeah. So there's no, there's no, I think for it to be a healthy, healthy environment, you have to have at least maybe three competitors, right? There needs to yeah. be, there needs to be that third option and nothing's come yet. Like, yeah. And Amazon, then... Amazon won't do it because they've got Prime Video. Yeah. And they're, and they're on Twitch. YouTube won't do it because of other reasons. I couldn't see Microsoft doing it because they've already got yeah. they've got Mixer, haven't they? And that's not been see, doing too well. Just actually, Mixer is getting much bigger market share now. But hmm. just going back for a second, just in case anybody's curious, the real reason why Kai's first channel was lost is because she posted a video saying the best British asses, but really it was just her recording a video uh, field full of donkeys for ten minutes. <laughs> I didn't. Is this actually true? Because I don't know this. <laughs> No, no, it's not. So oh. what is, I had a blog that was linked to a Google account, which the Google account was linked to my YouTube channel. I tried to delete the blog. I link, I deleted the whole uh, Google account. Lost my channel. Oh. So it's um, it there and not a fuck YouTube error. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I want to go into a type of content that is smart thinking, forward thinking, talking about, you know, more So kind of Philly D-esque? Yeah, sort of like those John Oliver, uh, Trevor Noah, Phil DeFranco types, Nerd City types. Yeah. Where um, I can just discuss things that are real and honest and about diversity and about the actual human brain behind our society, not the, the facts and figures, but the how actual. Something, how the something feels, not how it can be broken down or mm. and and it feels like there there is not a platform that is fitting for that because with youtube it's kind of considered as sort of like sensitive topics so you get demonetized you, you're not as easily promoted and also people would rather watch a video of some blonde twat with the last name pays <laughs> a rat yeah and, and like just for example, look at the Baited podcast. Look how underrated that was. And it was such a good podcast. I, Which one? I've just been starting to watch for it all this year, bit by bit, when I can. And I've absolutely fallen in love with it. And I'm like, that's what YouTube needs, because that is what YouTube embodies for a lot of viewers, is this kind of impartial, let's have a human conversation. But that's the side of YouTube that is demonized and demonetized. Yet so many people love it and YouTube like to bury their head in the sand about that. And then like... Twitch, Twitch isn't really fitting for that because Twitch has its market. And though you can break out into different sections of that market and it can still work for you to some extent. Like I don't know enough about it. I don't have that relationship with it. And then you've got short platform types where, you know, it's short videos, quick pace, and, and that's not a conversation blunt, that yeah. is saying a point that can then get manipulated, can can be easily turned against you, which is dangerous. You know, there's one uh, website that I think could challenge uh, YouTube if they tried. 
and that would be um, difficulties. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. See, I'm not Facebook sure is it. one of the few that has the resources that could actually go after the Twitches and the Go and the YouTubes and all them. Facebook could, but it, I'm. Oh, I think it would it would ruin Facebook as a social media platform. Facebook's already ruined themselves for quite a bit. But that, I think that's the reason why I wouldn't. If you were to give me the option of YouTube and Facebook to do just video content on, I think I would choose YouTube. Like yeah. both are both are double edged swords, but it just seems like the fact that YouTube is video focused, even though it's well, you can't say this, this, or this, but at least you're at least your platform that has their shit together with video. I mm. think I would say that's more appealing than Facebook. The only other platform I could think of, and it would be a real hell hell mare if they did, probably Vimeo. Like, I doubt it, but that's the only other... Uh, Vimeo doesn't have the resources to do it. Exactly. If there was a partnership... If somehow, if Facebook bought out Vimeo, then we might be onto something. Maybe. I think you'd more likely see Facebook buy out, like, Ustream. Yeah. I, I just think that's that's something. more the way it would go. Something does need to happen. I think I do think Vimeo has potential, but the only thing I've known Vimeo for is like very, very professional stuff. If there was a way yeah. that Facebook could or someone could acquire it, keep the Vimeo brand, but then have like almost a Vimeo light, if that makes sense, where it would compete with YouTube. That's yeah. where it might, yeah. that's where it might work. But the problem is is that anybody would need a massive amount of capital to start up. And support it for a while until it became profitable with ads. And that's because you're not going to get you're not going to get ads till you get an audience. I think I think initially, if what if we go on the basis of what the kind of content that, for example, Kai wants to make, I think that the message would have to be more would be more important first and foremost, rather than probably money. But obviously. It, that then, depends. That's how you build a career on these sites, anyway. Exactly. Is you, you build and before you, you, get... you have to start off with with wherever your flag is. You have to be one hundred percent sure you're going to put that in the ground and say, "This is why I stand for," with or without money. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. Yeah, like I was um, watching a really great, great uh, content creator. Um, who used to work with Shane Dawson for a while. He used to do a segment for him. Mm. And um, it was called What the Fuck News. And it was really fucking I think funny. I've heard of it, yeah. Really up to, up to speed. Like, the comic timing was brilliant with it. And then Shane dropped him from his second channel for a while. And mm. so he started having to do it on his own channel. And then at one point because demonetization was so bad for his channel he had to give up create having had to give up creating this content because it just wasn't making enough for him and i've still got a screenshot of a comment from that video saying this is what the apocalypse has done it's made content creators give up genuinely good content and good ideas because they have to go with what will get them more money at the end of the day mm -hmm. 
the content that deserves more views and is genuinely smart, is genuinely witty, is genuinely something that has a place on YouTube and should be accepted on YouTube. Yep. One of the biggest problems is it's It's such a shame to see YouTube like this because I grew up with YouTube developing and it Mm. finding its feet and to see all of these amazing, funny, creative people all find their feet on this amazing platform that, you know, it gave back to them because they were great creators. And now it feels like you're only going to get back if you're family friendly or if you're a pretty enough face. And that wasn't ever what YouTube was about. Yeah, well, that's what happens when things go corporate and you get corporate money involved in everything. Yeah. I mean, look at most of the biggest creators. They're all part of uh, a network or something along that lines. Yeah. I, I mean, even Rooster one... Teeth is owned by full screen. But even then, they kind of... I think they're more of an outlier, though. It's more that everyone that's on YouTube now has copied the Rooster Teeth model of monetization, in a way. And they're all starting to learn not to leave all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. That's why Patreon's exploded so much between you, behind YouTubers lately because of that and the apocalypse. Mm. And, like, every girl knows that basically if you're a female YouTuber, you know, what you do is you have monthly photos, and that's horrible. Yeah. It's It just makes me feel ill. And as yep. someone that wants to go into that industry... I love that sort of stuff. I would happily do that if I was if I had my own YouTube channel. Mm. But it's just that it's sort of an expectation now that to get money backing, girls have to yep. take festive photos every month. Yeah. It's... Well, there's some that don't, but it's hmm. not as many as that that do. Yeah, and you know the people that do come up with alternatives. You know, it's good that they find those alternatives, but yeah, there are a lot of girls that have the mindset of me that kind of just they're like, well, you know, it's what happens. Yeah, it's definitely gone more of the uh, two extremes of YouTube, where you have the analytical people that make no money, and then you have the sexual people that make it just because they hit that thirsty community so to speak and i'm not just saying the women because there's the there's girls that follow jake and logan paul not because of what they do or who who they are because of what they look like well with the sort of the first budding generation of youtube it was shane dawson everyone was obsessed with shane dawson in love with him (laughs) yeah onision which that guy is freaking weird do not like him he freaks me out well he's also um Allegedly, a severe abuser. Yeah, he's he's an odd cookie. Kind of like Nicole Arbor too. She beat oh, the crap God. out of uh, Matthew Santoro. She is yeah. one girl I will never. Have you guys heard about her um, feminist edit of This Is America? I've heard. Oh. It, yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh but... my God! It's... I won't watch anything she's involved with ever since Dear Fat People. Yeah. What was the What was the other one she did? There was. There's two dear 
Well, she she done it. Who? I'd like to let you guys know. That's a fucking what? thing. What's that? She done a second version of Dear Fat People. Oh, yeah. I don't care. I don't watch her shit. I don't care if she falls off the face of the earth tomorrow. She always seems like the YouTube version of um, Katie Hopkins. Yes. She's very provocative, and it's a persona that is just there to purely gain attention and to just provoke every minority or type yep. of just she everyone. Just, just fuck everyone. Yep. It's that mentality. Basically. Yeah. I don't know. It's just come to a sad state of affairs. Yep. That's the world that I grew up in. City, my true Geordie, and I will just stick to the content I know for now. No. <laughs> this is why I had to study in, what, three years of university. Nine grand. Don't lie, Dan. You, you really want a career in filming porn. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. He he just wants to be the guy who sets up the cameras and the, the sound for, like, fake taxi. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason... Okay, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. A very um, I want to thank these guys for joining me. Um, you can reach me if you have any questions on my Twitter, which is maladies of me, M-A-L-A-D-E-S. O F M E E, and you can reach Kai. Hmm. Your social. Oh, I'm currently on a social media cleanse, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, Kai M Stokes. Uh, that's pretty much it, really. I'm kind of that's the only thing I'm using right now. And Danny Boy. Yeah. Uh. So I only may I'm not really on social media, but uh, if you want to see some cool photography because apparently that's the thing that I do uh, you can get me on Instagram at Shutterfinch or one word S-H-U-T-T-E-R Finch, like the bird uh, there's a YouTube channel link there it does say that I was going to start uploading July the 13th and it's now currently July the 15th so I fucking missed that one <laughs> yeah and you can also find him on new porn at, at uh, Brit Game uh, 69 uh, <laughs> alright and, and Thanks again for joining. <laughs> I was going to make a dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> Just shot oh, me. Geez. We know how much Dan loves your dick. Both of them. Uh, yeah. Everyone. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a trait. I mean, there's a reason there's going to be a monthly photo shoot with Kai. Let's just put it that way. If you have a question about Kai's dick, feel free to message her on Instagram about it. She will gladly show you her dick. Just be, be aware. It's like maybe five, maybe six messages long. Gonna, it's, it's a bit of it's a bit of a scroll, is what I'm saying. It's got to be able to fit, so it needs multiple uh, opportunities. Different angles, good lighting. Anyway, once again, thanks for joining Board as Hell. Have a good one.